So I do these interviews, what we call self-made. And uh, the whole concept behind it is, um, is making it, is getting there, is being at, at some point where you feel like I've done something. And for me, I get the most fun out of this interview or an interview like this. To me, you're at that cusp of something really special. And I think it's, I want to appreciate it. So I want to know that you're appreciating where you are at this point. How does it feel? It feels amazing, man. And that's what I'm all about, that hill, like really climbing up that hill instead of just like an overnight success. That's what people look at me like, an overnight success. But I look at it like, nah, it was a real hard grind behind this. My father hated the fact of what I was doing. Couldn't stand it. Uh, my brother left the business uh, because he didn't think it was going to make it. I put everything into it I possibly could, hoping it would succeed. Give me examples of what it was like for you. It was days I woke up in the morning and I didn't eat because I had to pay for studio time. And it was like, even at the studio, I didn't eat. All I did was drink water to clear my throat and make music. But music took the time out and that was like a sacrifice. So I had to really take that sacrifice of not really doing anything but music. Take me through, it, and it hasn't been that long, but take me through from, uh, when did you know music was important to you? It was a certain time in my life I was on house arrest for about a year in Florida. My dad ended up buying me a microphone. How old were you? I was 17, 18 years old, something like that. I had a little desktop computer. It wasn't all that good either. It was just like a little cheap computer that ran a little slow and all that. But I made everything work. I learned how to um, record myself and figure out my voice, different ways I could use it. Like before I really got a chance to step into the real studio. I couldn't even go to the studio, but so I made it there. I was on house arrest and I made it there. <laughs> you snuck out and went to the studio? You found yeah. a studio in town? You? Yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't house arrest with the ankle bracelet. So yeah. they, they had a signing sheet for me and they'd come check on me random. So I used to take risks, like just go sneak out the house, come back three hours later, go back to the studio. Your parents <laughs> didn't know anything? Nah. When did you go back to New York after Florida? When I hit like 18, 19, I wrote my judge um, a letter saying, can I move to, move to New York to get a job and this and that, because I can't get transportation. I kind of tricked my way into going to New York. And right when I came back to New York, I dedicated my whole life into music. So those songs that you put out, where, where do you put them out? How do people get to hear that music? In the beginning, man, I threw all my music on SoundCloud. It was a time where I used to record my, my music in the bathroom off a beat over YouTube and just record on, a, on an audio memo. And I used to throw them on SoundCloud to see how many views they get. And they, even though it was bad um, quality, the music ended up still getting like thousands of views. I was like, damn. So people just like what they heard. Yeah. They found you. Where did you get the, the name uh, A Boogie? A, a boogie, boogie with the Hoodie. Where did that come from? A Boogie with the Hoodie came from just wearing a hoodie all the time and boogie down Bronx and shit. And, and plus I watched Paid in Full every single day. So that was... A big part of it right there, Ace Boogie. Everybody used to say, like, A Boogie. <laughs> like, just you. like that. Yeah, just like that, because that was the way Mitch said it to him in the movie. So I guess that's where it came from. So, in your mind, what was the big hit for you? My first big hit was My Shit. My Shit was on my first mixtape. 
it went platinum now, but it was on my first mixtape called Artist. I made that song for the club because I knew that I make a lot of lyric songs. So I made this song saying, I right, I'm gonna say less lyrics this time and make it more catchy and a bouncy beat and throw this one in the club and see how that go. And it ended up being my main song. So all the radio stations was just jamming that. So again, bit. you put it on SoundCloud? You did a mix, you... Yeah, I put this one on, I put this one on SoundCloud, Spinrilla, all that. I ain't, I ain't put it on iTunes, that's it, just SoundCloud. Just let the people hear it. Yeah, yeah, mixtape mix vibes. When did you know I've got something? I knew it right when I kind of dropped it because the, the reaction was quick. How did being the open for Drake and Future happen? Man, that was a dream right there come true. It was in the beginning around the um, days I was making my shit and all that. Um, Drake hit me up. I forgot how he got my number too, but he ended up texting me. And then Did you believe it was Drake? I called him. I was like, <laughs> I FaceTimed him. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to just write anybody back. It was really him. I'm like, damn. What'd he say? He was like, yo, you, the, you, you run in New York right now, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm going to take you out to my um, Madison Square Garden. So I was like, word with Tom and shit. I had to get ready mad fast. I ain't have no haircut, none of that. Do people know who you were? Yeah, people knew how. I, they, I ain't going to lie. I was surprised, too. I went to Madison Square Garden. It was mad. People singing my song. I, I was like, damn, what's going on right now, man? <laughs> so was that your first show? Nah, that wasn't my first show. Um... I sold out B.B. King's, my first show. It's a show in the city around 42nd Street, and it's like 3,000 people, I think, 2,500, something like that. It was like people couldn't even get in, and the cops was outside just trying to Were you get shocked? everything situated. Yeah, I was shocked. I didn't even know how to perform yet. <laughs> but I was like, I got to start somewhere. So what'd you do? You, you... I'm gonna, I gotta do this. I gotta make this happen. I did a few rehearsals with my team, had my DJ just rehearsal with me over and over, and, and we came through with it. Um, do you remember? I would have remembered if my first song, I heard it on the radio. Do you remember? Yeah, hell yeah. My shit was the first one I hit the radio. I was on my way home at the time, and I was on Facebook Live too. And it's crazy, because I was like, yo, what if my song come on right now? And then the song came on like five, not even five minutes, like a minute after, like literally like a minute after. And then the whole car started going crazy. We like, oh shit, oh shit, everybody started bugging. Even though it was only just a radio play, the first radio play is like, I feel like, yeah, this is it. That's how I feel for, even for a young, like, especially for a young person, I feel like, yeah, this is it right here. And Flex too, like, Hot 97 was playing, I was like, damn. It's like, damn, man, look at my life now. Like, I'm so appreciative of it, and everybody's proud of me. My mom proud of me, my dad, I get the, I get to do things I really want to now, get my mom a crib, a car, like whatever they want now. So it's like blessings, nothing but blessings. Have they seen your shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What definitely. do they think? They amazed by them. Like, they've been to some of my biggest shows and it's like crazy. Um, Summer Jam, my dad came to see Summer Jam and that was epic. I sang one song only, but the song that I sang, it moved the whole stadium. What was the song? Drowning. Oh. I moved the whole stadium with the song like crazy. Like I felt the vibration of voices. You know when you hear somebody yelling at you yeah. when they're so close, it's like, damn, like you you feel that shit vibrating on you. I felt the voices of the crowd vibrating on on my like, through my body in the stage. Like, and I was just I stopped for a minute. And Flex told me about this shit too. He he said he saw me pose, and I was like, damn, you, you really saw that shit. I, I stopped for a minute. And I just started looking like, damn, this is happening. Yeah, like. I can't even explain how bad I wanted this shit, man. Like, 
I used to sit there and think of ways I could get it. And now that I have it, even though it's like, what do I do now, kind of, but it's not because I still have a plan. What, what's going to make me fail? Like, that's how I look at it. <laughs> they want to see me fail so bad. They're going to try to do all these things to make me fail. But it's like, my mind is at a positive set. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to just keep on making good music, keep on doing the same thing I'm doing.